0: Happy Sunday. Welcome to listener Q&A episodes. I don't even know really what to call it. Aubrey is sitting across from me. She is the listener that submitted an email to Brown at gmail.com to be a part of the listener Q&A series, which I did, I think, three or four in a row, and then I had to take a break, and then now I'm back to recording a few, and I think they're just going to randomly pop up on Sundays. You never know. I don't want to commit myself to it too much just because it's so fun, but it's just like finding the time and not wanting it to just be like a super rushed thing, and Aubrey, one time, I'm trying to keep them at like 30 minutes, but one time I was doing one, and I straight up talked for like almost 50 And then I got in trouble because I was late to my next thing, but it's just cool to put a face to like listeners. We don't ever get to see listeners' faces unless it's out in public or we run into one. So to be across from an actual listener, it's like I would stay here for a very long time. But that being said, we'll get right into Aubrey's questions. Um, But Aubrey, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you.
1: Okay. So long time listener, first time caller, but I... Love your podcast so much. I just have to say you and Kat are my friends and you don't know it. But I live in Fresno, California. So I listen to Bobby Bones show right after 7 a.m. on the West Coast. My husband and I are both in the Air Force. We recently um, just had a baby, eight-month-old, little Brady. So I do mostly like human resources in the Air Force, but I love it. I've been in for nine years, big reader, big shopper target is my favorite place ever I, i'm a new mom uh i'm a wife five years so like i can relate a lot to you amy and not and just in terms of like being a military wife and then being a new mom you have more age range as far as your kids compared to mine but all in the same we're all learning together so yeah um i guess that goes into one of my things because i am a big reader and you do recommend a lot of books on your podcast, but I like to know what book are you reading right now? And is this something that you would recommend to a friend? Or is there one that you always recommend to a friend? Well, currently, I am reading
0: The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Oh, and it is a fiction book, which is not normally where I go to. I like nonfiction. Yeah, something about me wants to know that it really happened. This is all aside from like the self-help or like therapy right. category, which yeah. I have been reading a lot of those types of books too, but I just needed a break for my brain and yeah. it's totally fiction, but it's loosely based on Elizabeth Taylor, so they say, but I am really enjoying it and I would 100% recommend it to a friend. Like this would be a fun one to do a book club about when I lived in North Carolina. In fact, when my husband was stationed at Fort Bragg, I lived in Southern Pines, North Carolina, and I was part of a book club there. And I enjoyed that so much. It was so fun. And that's something I haven't really been a part of since I moved away from there. I haven't been a part of a book club in Nashville. We've talked about maybe doing one virtually. (laughs) I know at one point in time, Mary and I were thinking about doing one like either a spa or just Four things listeners, yeah. But then you know, back to that time yeah. thing. It's just <laughs> yeah. like and all the different things that we have going on yeah. in life. But I would recommend
1: that book right now because that's what I'm currently reading. Okay, cool. I picked up Shauna Mequist's books because of your podcast. So I've read. I'm reading Cold Tangerines right now. I love it.
0: That's amazing. Yes. She has so many wonderful books. You know, my if you listen to that episode, some people maybe didn't, I recommend you go back, but I surprised my sister with Shauna because she yeah. is the biggest fan and has read all of her stuff. And her latest book is, I Just Hadn't Learned That Yet. Yes. I love that one too. So that's the latest one you can check out, which was why she came on the podcast. But she does have a lot of good ones out there.
1: Yeah. I love that one. So usually when I read books, I have coffee with me, but sometimes I don't always get a Starbucks, but do you have a favorite
0: Starbucks go to right now? Oh, and just to clarify, I wanted to make sure I was like, I feel like I said that wrong, but it's, I guess I haven't learned that yet. Okay. That's the name of her book. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, similar. I guess I haven't learned that yet. I was like, I guess, I guess I should get that right. Oh, and then I know I don't get into, I mentioned I don't get into fiction, but of course I was a huge Hunger Games fan. So if people haven't, maybe they've seen the movies, but if if I, that's a book, I wish I could go back and experience for the first time the whole trilogy.
1: I totally feel like someone broke up with me when that ended. I was very sad, like I was just like heartbroken. It was over. I mean, yay, happy endings, but. I was like, "Wow, how selfish of me!" I'm so sad it ended, but the author's probably super excited it's over. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that was a fiction book that totally sucked me in, and mm-hmm. then now mm-hmm. the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Oh, there so. you go. Um, okay, so Starbucks, Starbucks drink. I oh, I feel like I'm typically my boring answer would be. <laughs> An almond milk latte, but iced because it's summer. Yeah, I'm do. I'm all about iced. Even when I'm yes. making my coffee drinks at home, I am making them iced with just my almond milk and a shot of espresso or something. But when I'm feeling a little more fancy at Starbucks, I have them add the uh, salted caramel cold foam. Oh, you know, on top, have you ever seen it? It's like the white stuff they put on that's like just amazing. But my pro tip for that is they put so much, just have them put the regular amount. But if you happen to be going home with your order, you can go home and scoop off about half of it and put it in a mason jar and then put it in the fridge and put it on your coffee the next day. Oh, love
1: that. (laughs) Money saving tip. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. For sure. I think the brown sugar espresso from Trader Joe's or brown sugar creamer from Trader Joe's is so good. Mm. So I use that as a froth on top. That's my oh, yum. Here. I'm going to have to try that. So good. It's very sweet. So I use it as a foam instead of a creamer. So this is a harder one. What have you learned about yourself lately?
0: Oh gosh. There's a lot actually. I'm still learning and I don't think, I think it's more me trying to break down oh well why is it that i'm this way or mm-hmm. and i'm still trying to work through it and try to have grace for myself with the ways that i am even if i'm not I've, i'm not proud of it right i've yeah. learned that it's okay to try to do better next time or grow from it and you know sometimes that means revisiting some things and revisiting conversations with people but i've learned that i can do it and have the hard conversations and we can be better for it in the end. I have learned that sleep is my best friend. (laughs) It is incredibly important. And so I'm doing all kinds of things to try to make sure that I can get adequate sleep. It's pretty powerful. And we sort of have put it to the side. I mean, not so much anymore because you hear about it all the time, like the importance of the sleep. But we never used to prioritize it. It was right. always like, oh, are you, you know, eating this way? Are you working out? Are you getting – like I would lose sleep to get my workout in. And now I would say, oh, heck no, I'm totally <laughs> choosing sleep <laughs> yeah. over a workout. So that has shifted. But I'm doing things like I've changed my bedside light bulb to the mm. this auburn color because mm. it's the type that isn't going to disrupt my production of melatonin. And so that way – so it, at a certain time, if I'm retired to my room for the night, if I have the TV or computer on, I try to have my blue light blocking glasses on, but I try to keep all the other lights off and turn on my lamp. So that is the only light that's in there. So that can help keep me prepared for sleep. And then I'm doing other things like on the weekends when I can, I can't so much during the weekday, but I'm trying to get early morning sunlight because oh, yeah. that kickstart your body into producing the proper melatonin throughout the day so that you can sleep better at night. So I'm listening to podcasts about sleep. I'm reading things online about sleep. So I've learned that when I do get A few nights of really good sleep, which I get isn't possible for everybody, especially you being a new mom and (laughs) we go through seasons. But if we have the ability to try to set ourselves up for success as much as we possibly can, then we will be better off for it. I have found that when I get adequate sleep, like just my overall, my emotional response to Mm -hmm. things Because I'm a very emotional person and Mm -hmm. I can be reactive to that. It's another thing I've learned about myself that I'm trying to not control because I don't want to dim a part of me. I don't want to dim my emotional side, but I don't need to react in emotion. But that adequate sleep helps me be more level headed with things. Oh, yeah. And not
1: be so reactionary. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard that like even prisoners of war. I don't know. I'm in the military. So obviously my (laughs) focus is like stuff like that, but sleep deprivation is a form of torture. Like that's like a real thing. Like they will keep you up as long as possible because of how much it affects you. Even that goes into sugar cravings, which is crazy to me. Like how the body, like if you don't get enough sleep, your body is only focusing on the stuff that you can get energized, which is usually like a lot of sugar, a lot of, you know, carbs, a lot of that stuff, which are not all bad, which are not you know, I love cookies and stuff, but that's not going to help me <laughs> the rest of the day either. So, sleep. Okay. Yeah. At first, as a new mom, no, that was not on my mind. I was literally trying to survive, but now I go to bed at eight o'clock and I am very fond of that.
0: <laughs> so, what time do you wake up? 4 a.m. Okay. So, yeah, you need to. That's what time you have to go to bed at eight o'clock because that's how you're going to get your. Right complete like as many hours as you as possible. or most they say most people need like that seven to eight maybe even nine hour range if possible yeah
1: 4 a.m because I have to get my workout in and I do my little like bible study reading time it's like my self-care time and it's only when people are asleep and usually 4 a.m people are definitely asleep so <laughs> 8 p.m I'm like I need to go to bed right now even if that means I have to turn off you know real housewives of Beverly Hills I'll do it but
0: I'll go to sleep. Hey, that's, I mean, that's a good show to stay up for if you're going to
1: do it. I know. I love this season. (laughs) All right. I want to
0: tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI owned brands right now, online and in store for the entire month of May. You can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or (laughs) in-store. For $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you gotta do is go to quince.com slash amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e.com slash amy. You're gonna get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash amy. (sighs) You said you've been reading the Shana Equist books. I yeah. just didn't know if you had a book recommendation, and then uh, you mentioned the Trader Joe's creamer. But so is that your tip? What if you go to Starbucks though? What's your order? Okay, or a coffee so shop.
1: I I don't like the sweetness of coffee in term. I like how it tastes, but like you know, they put four pumps of brown sugar and vanilla and classic. So I like the brown sugar, shaken espresso, but I get really embarrassed when I say that at the barista because it's so long. I don't even understand, but they know, right? They're like, they don't care, but I think they care. So I go in the app and I downgrade everything. So I only want like two shots of espresso, only one pump of brown sugar and like almond milk or oat milk. And then that's it. So that's my go to, but I only do it through the mobile order because I can't say that to someone's face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they hear all kinds of things from people. So that's really not that big of a deal. Right. But yeah.
1: You know, like it's a you know, they talk about those people that have the long stickers and mm-hmm. it is a long sticker because I'm downgrading everything. So it looks like I'm doing a bunch of stuff, but really I'm just like, you know, tweaking the recipe. So it's not like super sweet for me. But that's mine. And then Shana Nyquist, I loved her book. I guess I haven't learned that yet because I think Kat on her podcast, Human Therapy, she talked about hustle culture, which was my favorite, my favorite episode of hers. But she talked about how much that involves in our life, even from the beginning, like in high school, that was some, that was something for me, I think, cause I had social media when I was in high school, I'm 28 or seven. So like social media has been around for me for a long time. And so she was saying, we have to learn stuff so fast because we're trying to get the best job and the best thing. And like, and what I felt like I had to learn everything by the time I got to college and I had to like, when I graduated, I had to know everything. And that's just not true. You know, that's just not true. We're continually learning. We're continually having experiences. So Shauna's book was like amazing to me. Cause I was like, no, I haven't learned that yet. And that's okay. You know, like it's okay that I haven't learned those things because I'm only twenty-eight. What do you? Or seven? I keep forgetting. What do you expect? You know. So yeah, I don't know. It was that was a great book. I mean, and Cold Tangerines is actually really good too. But it's kind of hard because she references a lot of her life in Cold Tangerines that I already know about in her newest book. So I wish I kind of would have gone back first and then also read Blue Like Jazz by Donald Miller. That one was a good one. Because, mm-hmm. again, I, I listen to all your recommendations. I'm, like, trying to write them down. Usually I'm driving. So I, I, like, go back and listen to all your book recommendations. So, But I'm a fast reader. So any book recommendations that anybody has, I read them. I have had to get a Kindle because my Amazon boxes were getting, like, too much. So like ordering books and they would come in like each box. And I'm like, okay, not necessary. I'll just get a Kindle.
0: <laughs> I haven't been able to read electronically, like on a yeah. any kind of Kindle or iPad or anything. I still want to hold the book. Yeah. Now, do you consider if you listen
1: to a book, reading the book? No, I don't no. feel like it. I don't know. I'm a highlight. I'm like a highlighter But again, I'm such a book snob, though. I don't like dog eared stuff. I don't like when you put books like in between stuff. I don't like any of that. So like Oh I I dog ear. (laughs) I I just do not like that. So when I write when I give my books to people, I give it like I have like a so like a lot of bobs off like Love Does and Everybody Always I've given out multiple Mm -hmm. times. So I buy new ones to give to people because I'm like, here, just take it. You don't have you can keep it. If you want to give it away, then you give it away. But like, I find my books very precious to me. But then I decided it kind of got expensive to keep buying books because books are not like $5. They're very much on the high end of price range. And if I love it, I'll buy it. And then I'll keep it in my little library. But I do like the Kindle. It's fine. I do enjoy the, the book thing, but... I don't know. I I like the Kindle. It's low light. So it's good. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't disrupt your sleep. Right. Yes. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Okay. So I have one last question. And it's pretty easy. I know the answer is you would like George Strait to be on your podcast, I'm sure. But will he ever come on the podcast?
0: I don't know. I guess I don't want to say no, because then that's putting out
1: there that he won't. Because every time Kat asks you who your dream person is, I totally expect that. George Street. And I'm like, oh, I guess you didn't say it. And then I'm like, but what question would you ask him if you could? I guess I would ask
0: him why he doesn't come to Nashville more. <laughs> why don't you come to Nashville and do radio interviews on the Bobby yeah. Bone Show like all the art- other artists do yeah. all the time? Because he lives in Texas. Oh, okay. Um, you know, honestly, this gets a little bit more personal. And George Strait has, was a big part of my childhood. Of course, grew up listening to his music. But my uncle was the manager of his ranch for years. Oh, uh-huh. I mean, he lived on the ranch, managed the ranch. When I was a kid, I went and visited the ranch and he took me down to the, I don't know, um, arena area where George had, a, it was like roping and he introduced me to George and I wore a George Strait t-shirt, like a lame <laughs> uh, but, but I, but, I mean, I was probably 10 <laughs> years old, <It's> okay. <laughs> but my uncle was very simple and I mean, he didn't, I mean, that was probably a big deal for him to be like, Hey, uh, Okay. I'm going to take my niece down to meet George Strait because he didn't, he didn't do that. Like it wasn't like he didn't walk around. Like I work for George Strait. I mean, he was a hard working South Texas cowboy. Right. And that happened to be the ranch he managed and he took it seriously, but he was way older. My dad was the youngest of like seven and my dad was old for me. Like I was, I'm my dad's last child. Like I have a brother (laughs) in his fifties and, you know, growing up. I mean my dad was married four times and I I'm the last child. Yeah. So, you know, my dad was just always older, but my dad's passed away, a lot of well his all of his siblings have passed away, but my uncle, he died. And I guess I would ask George maybe what he remembers about my uncle Ted. And oh, I know yeah. he's friends with my uncle Frank too, who was the town veterinarian and mayor of Dilly, Texas, oh, which wow. is another small town <laughs> in South Texas. And so I guess I would probably get personal with George. I mean, of course, I would want to know about his early career and starting out and what it's been like Yeah, growing up, singing it in bars in Texas and then rising to national stardom and family, balancing that and then having this big country career in Nashville, but then choosing to live in Texas. Most artists choose to live here where it's at. So some business type questions, but then for me, I probably would get literally personal and I would ask him about my uncle Ted and my uncle Frank. Oh, but wow. I know, I don't ever I don't ever have any expectations of George coming on. I saw him in Austin last year and I did. I geek out. But I mean, I see him so few and far between that it's not like he sees my face and knows, oh, that's Amy. Ted Moffitt's niece, and she works on <laughs> the Bobby mean, Bone Show. You mean he didn't remember you in, in the, his no, t-shirt? I, no, no, <laughs> no, no, especially not from when I was a kid. Yeah. So when I saw him come off stage at iHeart Festival, Country Festival in Austin. I was literally right there and Lunchbox was like, you have to go over, you have to go over and say hi to him. He's right there. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So Lunchbox is like taking pictures. All my pictures are like blurry, but I'm grinning (laughs) from ear to ear. I think I remember your post. Yeah. I didn't even like take an official posed picture with him because I didn't want to impose on that. But I did just want to say, like, hey, I just wanted to say hi. And I was like, anytime I meet him, I reset with hi, I'm Amy. Ted Moffat's niece, I work on the Bobby Bone show, but that gives him the context that he needs. And he's like, oh, and then his wife Norma was standing next to him and he goes, well, oh, well, Amy, I'm sure you've met Norma before. And I'm like, no, I haven't. (laughs) But hi. But I think he just assumed at this point, I probably know Norma. (laughs) Or at some point in my life, I had met her, but I had not. And anyway, he's just a dream I love him. They probably have really good marriage advice. I have no idea, honestly. I don't know anything, and I—that's maybe something. Well, my uncle would have never said. No. I mean, my uncle just didn't talk about George. That's what I mean. Like when yeah. I say, but that makes sense. You but he that's wasn't his boss, and you don't generally know, right? Personal stuff about your boss, right? I guess. Well, I mean, I think he oh. maybe did, but I just my uncle didn't talk about it, oh, like well, in. Then. It's, yeah. He didn't make it this – he didn't wear a sign that says, oh, I manage." he yeah. wasn't a, a braggy person about it by any means. I probably told more people in the world <laughs> that he managed George H. Ranch than he ever did. It's just not something that yeah. came out of his mouth. So I guess what I mean is my uncle maybe would have known, but it's not like he talked about them yeah. in that way. It was like very much respect for like, this is just right. my job. This is what I do. I'm a cowboy. Right. But also with celebrities, like you just never know. I mean, some people have been married forever and you have no idea. It might be the most beautiful, wonderful marriage in the world or it might be absolutely miserable. We don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, true.
0: Well, I have appreciated our chat and I loved all your questions. If you had a podcast and you could have, you
1: know, a dream guest, who would it be? I don't know. You know, it's funny. It's probably cheesy, but maybe Bobby. But that's only because we have a mutual friend that he doesn't know about. So I'll save that for a later time. But he is so interesting. And I know that he talks about his life so much and everybody and you know, his books and things, but he is probably one of the most interesting people with his work ethic and where he's been in life all the way up until now and all his dreams, like even heard him say today that he would never retire. And I'm like, what? That's insane. Like everybody wants to do that. But He's probably one of those people that I would definitely want to just interview and talk about. He's such a good interviewer, too. So, that and Donald, I want to hear a Donald Miller part two, by the way, just saying. So, <laughs> like that, he was amazing, too. So many words of wisdom. There's this guy, Tim. He wrote a book called The Secret
0: Society and he works with Donald. And he's going to be coming on my podcast soon. And I'm super excited oh, about that. that sit down. And then also I would like a Donald Miller part two as well. <laughs> my sister and I are going to do his storytelling workshop oh, with yeah. Allie Fallon in October. So maybe at some point we'll have a follow-up after that. Maybe yeah. maybe we can make that happen. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I'm sure the people would love that. Aubrey, shout out for sending in an email and asking the questions. And yeah, anybody else can just send an email to fourthingswithamybrown@gmail.com. at gmail.com whether you want to do listener Q&A or you've got a question for the fifth thing that I do with Kat or you have topic ideas for the Four Things podcast or guests that you would like to hear interviewed on the show and we can see what who we can line up possibly. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate... Everybody listening so much. And Aubrey, thank you for taking time out of your day to do this. Thank you. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. And thank you for serving our country. You and your husband. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: All right. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you